Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson begin year seven with two 425 p.m. Eastern kickoffs. Week one, Eagles at the Patriots, and week two, Jets at the Cowboys. That lead team will end the season with Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Sean McManus, CBS Sports chairman and executive producer for the NFL on CBS, says February 11, 2024 will be the biggest event on the American landscape over the next six months. 22 Super Bowls on CBS, the most of any um, of any network. Uh, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas will be the biggest event probably in this country, not just in television, but in this entire country. Um, it will be uh, promoted and branded and programmed on almost all of the Paramount uh, platforms, whether it's linear television, um, whether it's digital, whether it's social. Um, uh, there'll be a number of um, CBS and Paramount programs on site with CBS Sports, including CBS News, uh, Nickelodeon with Slime Time and their version of the Super Bowl telecast, uh, consumer products, promotion, marketing. We are going to take over the city of Las Vegas with Paramount Global and have an enormous presence there. I mentioned Nickelodeon for the first time ever. There will be a side-by-side telecast with Nickelodeon, uh, much as we have done on Christmas Day and two wildcard games. It'll be a slime-filled festival that will bring a new and younger and even more diverse audience to the NFL, which is one one of our goals. I think it's not lost on anybody that we actually... Uh, started promoting our coverage of Super Bowl 58 the day after last year's Super Bowl with a campaign called We Can't Wait. And I can um, uh, tell you uh, that we cannot wait uh, for the Super Bowl on CBS and on Paramount+. Plus. While the big game will be in the U.S. gambling capital for the first time, McManus says the city and not its gaming culture will take center stage on America's unofficial holiday, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, the venue of the Super Bowl is not going to alter or uh, direct how much gambling information we give. We, like all broadcast networks and cable cable networks, are trying to find a happy medium of supplying some gambling information, uh, which is helpful to somebody who may want to have a bet on the game, but isn't intrusive for those who are not gambling. Uh, We are going to take advantage of and showcase uh, the glamour and the excitement of Las Vegas. Uh, We're looking at um, having our studio show in a completely and totally iconic location, which we will be announcing at some point. Um, But no, it's not going to dictate um, how our announcers or our production team deal with uh, the gaming aspects of the game. McManus shares an amazing stat about the growth of the number of NFL games in the top 100 TV shows, and he introduces the CBS Sports Executive Vice President of Advertising to discuss Super Bowl sales. 
live sports in many ways is what it's all about right now in television programming. Um, the best way to attract a large audience. I heard at our NFL seminar today an amazing statistic, which is that in 2012, 56 of the top 100 programs were NFL programs. 10 years later in 2022, it is 88 out of 100 are NFL programs. The NFL uh, is getting stronger and stronger every year. And whenever you have the Super Bowl culminating your season, it's even more exciting. So proud of our sales team. I think they're the best in the industry. And for an update on how our sales are going, I'm going to throw it over to John Bogus. Sean, thank you very much. Uh, I am also here with our senior vice president of uh, NFL sales, Tony Taranto. I uh, want to also uh, give him some uh, accolades. We are pacing well ahead of when we had the game last time. And it is my privilege to announce that we are actually 90% sold in the game. And the pricing has been at a premium. Um, we have a, uh, a number of returning advertisers. We have a host of new advertisers. And we've also been able to leverage the full power of Paramount uh, to create more value for our partners. Um, part, of that, um, uh, part of that includes our regular NFL season, where we are actually 85% sold going into the season, which is actually slightly ahead of pace where we were last year at this time. So the sports marketplace, while there are challenges out there, uh, you know, across the board in the ad marketplace, sports continues to hold up extremely, extremely well. Bogus explains how ads have been sold across the CBS and Nickelodeon broadcasts. Everyone who bought the game, they get both the CBS feed and the Nickelodeon feed. They, they can run a different piece of creative if they choose on Nickelodeon. And there are a handful of units that we'll have to deal with who may not be able to run on Nickelodeon, namely the beers and the, and the gambling units. So we will figure out in terms of how we're going to handle those handful of units. We may we can promo it. We can uh, possibly have a few extra units to sell on the Nickelodeon side, or we could actually even kick some of it back to programming to make it a little more the game a little more nickified. So uh, that is still a work in progress because we want to work with our partners in the game, pending what they what they want to do in terms of who we sold the game to. Harold Bryant, executive producer and executive vice president production at CBS Sports, and McManus say their producers handle the games and work with Nickelodeon on the presentation. The uh, relationship is terrific because uh, they have leaned on us to provide the production team. The producer and the director, the coordinating producer, that's all um, veteran CBS uh, event producers. They produce live games all year long. So it's a very uh, easy transition. Um, and we lean into their uh, uh, tone and feel by using all of the, the slime and uh, uh, the animated characters. We follow their lead on what they want to get in. But to capture the, the, the flow of the game, it's it's our producer and director. Yeah, I'll just add also, Christian, that um, if you look at the first game we did, which really um, 
blew a lot of people away just in terms of the graphics and the animations and the um, uh, the look of it. And then look at what we did on Christmas Day last year. Uh, amazing improvement. I've seen some of the things that they are doing uh, for the Super Bowl, whether it's virtual reality or artificial intelligence. It just it's just amazing. And I think it's going to really impress a lot of people. As John said, our main focus is is still on the CBS and Paramount Plus broadcast. But Nickelodeon is going to get a lot of uh, a lot of attention. And let's not forget that they also do a weekly show, um, NFL Slime Time on Wednesday, Wednesday night, yeah. they do, um, you know, which I call the fastest half hour in sports television. Uh, it features Nate Burleson and a cast of Nickelodeon ca uh, characters and personalities. So we've been able to, with our partnership with Nickelodeon, bring them into the NFL. And there's nothing uh, that could be as beneficial for them than being associated with the Super Bowl. So we are really psyched. And it just shows the, the breadth and the depth um, of Paramount Global and the different platforms and assets we have to use to grow the NFL and to grow the Super Bowl. McManus notes Nickelodeon and young fans are important to the league and the network. I think exposing the younger audience with their families to the Nickelodeon broadcast and to the Nickelodeon series, NFL Slime Time, I think it can only help. Um, I don't have hard and fast data to back that up, but I think instinctively, if you create NFL programming that is really appealing to the younger audience, um, I think that over time that can have a positive effect on the uh, on the demos of NFL uh, content. Will we see more alternate broadcasts of NFL on CBS games like ESPN has done with its Manning cast? McManus says the network will be strategic and additive in its use of NFL simulcasts. Fundamentally, our main priority is driving the biggest audience to CBS and our broadcast, uh, and on, which is, as you know, airs on Paramount Plus also. That's our main goal with live sports, and that's our main goal with the Super Bowl. However, we think in very few and select uh, uh, venues, we can bring in a new audience. And I think the Nickelodeon, in many ways, is a additive and an incremental audience as opposed to an audience that's being taken away from CBS. Um, exclusivity for our affiliates is an important priority of ours also. Uh, they have that uh, for almost all of the games on the NFL. They're making an exception for Nickelodeon. But I don't think you'll see, at least I, I can't speak for NBC or Fox or anybody else, um, and I can't speak about future Super Bowls uh, except ours, which is, you know, four years from now after this one in February. But I think you'll see on on um, on CBS select ones, but you're not going to see every week an alternate broadcast because our affiliate model and our um, traditional pay TV bundle is still really where we make our uh, we uh, make our bones. McManus salutes former NFL Today host and NFL on CBS game announcer Greg Gumbel, 
As the veteran steps away from the football booth, it opens the door for new voices. Just a quick word about Greg Gumbel, who uh, decided to step down last year. Uh, Greg has been with CBS NFL coverage for 24 seasons, uh, set the standard for excellence both in the announce booth and in the studio. Um, Greg will still have a major role at CBS. He will be uh, anchoring our college basketball coverage, including March Madness. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Greg is the first um, person of color ever to call a Super Bowl. Um, and he represents everything that is great about sports broadcasting, sports television, and CBS Sports. So we will we will miss uh, Greg, but with his departure, uh, we have some new opportunities about talent. Bryant highlights some of the new talent on CBS, including a player from his alma mater. It's great to uh, add some new faces and re- rework some of our teams as well. Uh, we we welcome J.J. Watt and Matt Ryan and uh, Jason McCourty, a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. We've got a uh, NFL MVP, MVP and a Super Bowl champ, as well as uh, Jason is a, a fellow Rutgers grad. So uh, uh, we welcome them into the mix. Uh, Chris Lewis and Ross Tucker will be joining Jason. Chris and Ross have uh, worked on our Sports Network team, but they'll be working with Jason on NFL and some college football games. And uh, we've got uh, Tom McCarthy and James Lofton and Jay Feely working together. Spiro Didi's Adam Archuleta are back together. Again, we're looking for chemistry. We want to create uh, teams and an experience for the viewer in the studio. And uh, as they're watching the game, like, you know, these are people you would want to hang out with, go have a beer with, go, um, you know, just mix it up with. And and so we, we're, we're trying to find the best combination and really, really deep group of people um, that we put together. Uh, and we've also had a few new reporters uh, Tiffany Blackman, Amanda Guerrera, and Justin Walters. And I'm very proud of um, not only the depth, but the diversity of our uh, of our talent. Bryant discusses Watt's transition from the field to the studio. Well, on the studio front, um, it's, you know, rehearsals. There were a lot of production meetings prior, uh, mainly discussions, and getting on the phone with the other announcers, uh, making sure that that cast uh, has ha, knows each other and, and has a conversation going and and uh, really enjoys what they're doing and enjoy enjoys the people enjoy the people around them. So um, and we we provide uh, coaching from from voice coaches to uh, uh, different types of talent coaches when needed. All of those things go into the process. Um, a, a lot of it comes naturally interacting and uh, with with the cast of characters and really led by our producer, Drew Kaliski in his 11th year uh, producing the NFL today. He's going to be the driving force. Uh, we don't want to put too much information into a, uh, a new person's ear. If I'm chiming in and Sean's chiming in and, you know, Jen's chiming, it gets overwhelming. So we try to keep it focused uh, and, and funnel it through um, through Drew, um, you know, to, to, to make it a successful entry into the business. McManus will stack up his NFL Today team led by host James Brown against any other studio show. The chemistry on that show 
Um, I would ask anybody watching that show to name a program uh, that has better chemistry than JB and the team. Um, and it's, you know, it takes, sometimes it takes years to develop. Um, everyone has admired the chemistry of um, my friends at Fox out in Los Angeles. I think they have chemistry that has st stood the test of time for 25 years. I like to think the same thing about the NFL today now. So it's, uh, you know, chemistry, it's hard to find. And when you find it, fortunately, it lasts for a long time. Now we'll get a taste of that NFL Today chemistry. First, Watt explains why he joined CBS and why he's limiting his reps in his first season, joking with fellow analyst Boomer Esiason. Yeah, it was a matter of going through all the options and figuring out exactly what I wanted to do and where I could be the most comfortable. And CBS has been great the entire time. One of the biggest things for me this year specifically was that I didn't want to retire and immediately feel like I jumped back into a full-time job and not be able to spend time with my wife and son. You know, I just had a, a son last fall and this was very important for me to have a Thanksgiving, to have a Christmas with my son. Uh, and CBS was extremely kind of uh, working with me on that, making this first season, allowing me to ease into it, which is great. Um, but more importantly, it's also a part of being a part of a great team like this. These guys have incredible chemistry. They're the best in the business at this job. So not only joining them and being able to be a part of that fun, but also being able to learn from them, being able to grow and being able to take their experiences and their knowledge and use it and utilize it for myself moving forward. I always said early in my career, I didn't want to be an analyst. I said, those guys don't know what they're talking about. They always <laughs> rip on players when they don't know their assignments. They always talk uh, bad about us. I said, I don't want to do that. Um, but now leaving the game, I've realized how much I love it and how much I can't stand to not be around it. So this is the perfect opportunity. Um, but it is, it is one of those things where I'm going to have a very tough time ripping on people, except for my brother. I'm going to, TJ is going to get some very, very harsh criticism on the show. And from what I've learned in the short period of time with this crew here, it sounds like I'll be able to talk shit about all my coworkers as well. So it's <laughs> going to be fantastic. Right. We have you on a load management uh, kind of, you know, yes. situation yeah. here at CBS. So we just don't want to put too much on you too early. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I, I'm only allowed. My doctor said I can only have six doses of boomer in a year, so yes. I got to oh keep them God. spread out. Watt, the former Texan, puts his mouth where he earns his money now, predicting Houston's record, and then he hears from his NFL Today colleagues, Phil Simms, Nate Burleson, and Bill Cower. Oh, man, now you're turning me into an actual analyst where I have to like actually say like numbers and people put them down and then it becomes a headline in the Chronicle and then people yell at me like, you think we're only going to win that many games? <sighs> I mean, I, I like like I, I see people right now projecting, you know, obviously them and the Cardinals to be kind of one, two in the draft. I do not think it's that case by any means. I think I think the Texans are a six plus one team. I think they I think they are. I think they're going to be a, a quality team. I Like I said, do I think they're going to compete for the playoffs? That would surprise me. I, I wouldn't be shocked, but it would be, I think that would be an impressive first year for them. But I do think that they're going to be six plus wins. I don't think they're going to be one of those teams that are scrapping for two or three wins. JJ, I agree. I think they're six plus two. So just a, it's not crazy. There we go. Thank you, partner. Yeah. Hey, JJ, JJ, I must say that, that analyst hat, it looks good on you, baby. 
Step into the bad side. I can't wait for my free, my freezing cold takes to come up after either they go on and win the Super Bowl or they finish with one win. It's going to be – he said they were going to be somewhere between six in the playoffs. They're in the best division to win six games plus, dude. The division helps a lot. Yes, it yeah. does. Yes, it does. Especially if Jonathan Taylor leaves it. That helps a lot. What's Watt's greatest worry in his new role? Making predictions like that Texans record. It's that everybody's going to hold my words like I wrote them in stone and make it seem like I, I was trying to predict the future and then I was 100% wrong. Uh, I think that's, that's always a concern with it. And then um, as a former player, just being very cognizant of the fact that I don't know what a player's job was on a certain play. I don't know what a guy was being asked to do by his coach that week. Um, there's certain games where a guy's asked to play a certain way, or there's certain plays where he's supposed to have contain as opposed to pure coverage. You know, those are the types of things that I really want to avoid is, is kind of ripping a guy apart because I know how, how hard these guys take it. And more importantly, sometimes how hard their families take it. You know, my grandma will watch a pregame show and somebody will be like, man, JJ looks old or he looks slow. And she'll call me and she'll be like, why are they saying this about you on TV? Like, I don't, I don't want somebody to be answering a call from their grandma because I said something. Um, but those, those would be my main concerns is just the predictions and trying to be like a Nostradamus when, the reality is if I if I was that, I would just go to Vegas. I wouldn't do this. I'd go to Vegas. And I'd be richer than all of us. So I, I'm just – but the thing I'm most excited about is having fun, enjoying it, and being able to talk ball with these guys. You get a glimpse of it right here already. Like this group is incredible. They've been so welcoming to me. They have so much knowledge, and it's, it's going to be a blast for me to sit around on a Sunday, watch football with them, and be able to talk about the league. Um, and maybe they'll tell me stories, you know, from back in the black and white days. It'll be a lot of fun. Burleson and Sims know what it's like to be the new kid on the NFL Today block, and they share their experience and advice with Watt, who they believe is ready to mix it up with them. It was quite terrifying, to be honest with you. Um, I, I've done a lot of TV, and I felt like I was good at talking about the game. Um, I know how to kick my feet up, relax, and be relatable. Um, I feel like I can articulate the game with the best of them. I could talk about every position, being that since Pop Warner, I've played on both sides of the ball and special teams. But once you get into that room with some actual big dogs and they start barking, um, I think that the natural thing to, to do is to shrink yourself on the set. And what I loved about working with this crew, whether it's JB, Coach, Phil, or Boom, uh, the producers, everybody working in front of or behind the camera, they were like, yo, we brought you here for a reason. Be that guy. Be that same dude that we see on all these other shows. You, you auditioned for this role, you got this role, now show up and show out. Um, so there is this element of competition within this show. I, I'm not going to call any names or any shows, but sometimes you tune in to a show and you're just like, ah, these guys, they're just showing up and collecting a check. We're not doing that. And we show up every day knowing if I don't do my job, it's going to be an embarrassment for Boom who sits next to me. And I know Coach Cowher is going to look at me like, what? How you show up to a show with no notes and have nothing to say? I got Phil on the other side who is a sick pup and will watch a Pop Warner game uh, in the middle of the offseason when he probably should be vacationing somewhere. I mean, th these are the men that we work with. And not to mention the men and women in front of and behind the camera that make this thing go. So that type of energy every day, it brings the best out of you. So when... I was sitting on stage and they, they gave me the, the Emmy for the best studio analyst. I didn't feel like I was accepting that. I don't feel like I'm that good at all. 
but I felt like the crew that I was with lifted me up so much that I was more recognized than ever. So when talking to JJ, I just been saying the simple things, man, come with the same energy that made you great on the field and it's going to make us better for it. And that's why I love this show. You know, we, we show up every single week, giving the fans what they want. I love being on the show. I think we already can see and hear and everything that JJ is going to make an easy transition and you know what really put me at ease is I sat there the first time I was in the studio with all these guys. I looked across from me and said, there's Boomer Esiason. So well, there's no reason to be nervous. If he can do it, I know I can. So, um, can't be that hard. So, but it's, it's all good. And I'm not even, it's going to be a great transition and uh, to hear more talk, but you know, we don't do enough uh, about the defense and pass rushers. I mean, quarterbacks are the big deal, of course, in the NFL, but not far behind it is guys that can hit the quarterback. And uh, that's going to be fun to hear some of his comments about players around the league. Before we go, one of the topics of conversation heading into the new season is Nielsen integrating Amazon's own data in that company's game ratings on Prime. McManus joins the chorus of TV networks in his concerns over this apples to oranges practice. A fair and accurate audience measurement uh, across all platforms as you know, is absolutely vital to our industry. Um, anything that is not impartial and unbiased is unacceptable to us. Um, I must say that we think it's extremely odd and unfortunate uh, that different rules are suddenly applying to one platform. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast. And find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on X at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.